0: Welcome to the Adult Stepchild Podcast. I'm your host, Misty Kelishek. So you're going to hear me chat with Levi today. And as I was editing it, I realized that um, he was a great reminder to stop being a perfectionist overthinker and just live my life. So that's a big one. Thank you for that. Um, The other was the simple truth that Difficulty is not limited to step families. It's just a family thing. It's just the way it is. And the kids are going to be all right. So thanks, Levi. I appreciate it. Also want to thank everybody who went and rated the podcast on their listening platform, whatever that may be. It really helps me to get recognition from advertisers, which in turn compensates me for the time that I put into this. So if you haven't rated it yet, please go do that. I would really, really appreciate it. And then lastly... I need interviews, so if you or anybody you know want to contribute to this project, please email me at the adult stepchild at gmail.com. Thank you. Hey, Levi.
1: Hey, how are you?
0: Great. How are you?
1: I'm doing okay. I feel like I don't have the most compelling story, uh, uh, as in like I, I count myself rather lucky in the like, step-parent situation that I've had compared to, like, stories that I've heard from other people.
0: Okay, that's good.
1: Should I just start in kind of the the list of uh, questions?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Okay, so my parents separated when I was four. My father was an alcoholic, uh, which I guess is the the reason that they ended up separating. Um, We went and lived with we went and lived in, like, the basement of my mom's friend's house. Uh, uh-huh. I have very, like, hazy memories of this since mm-hmm. I was only four years old. I, and I yeah. also have very few memories of my parents actually, like, being together.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, my main memories of them are being apart and fighting and mm-hmm. not talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh we lived with my mom for I mean we yeah, lived with my mom primarily. He we lived in upstate New York. My dad was originally from like about an hour north of us. Mm-hmm. Uh I grew up around Poughkeepsie. My dad grew up around like Albany slash Hudson Kinderhook area. Mm-hmm. So he stayed down in the Poughkeepsie area for like a a little bit, but eventually ended up uh, moving up north, closer to his family. They did, so they didn't didn't get an actual divorce, I think until I was maybe four years or 11 years old. Mm -hmm. And they had this like constant back and forth. Um, There was a custody schedule, it was, we were with my father every other weekend and then I think for two weeks roughly in the summer I didn't learn until I was an adult and no longer um like having to go back and forth like that that he yep. apparently had Wednesday nights or something like that but I think uh-huh. because he lived so he lived like an hour north that was just not a feasible thing yeah we also switched off uh holidays or, Sorry. So Thanksgiving switched off. It was like every other year you went to a different uh, parent's house. And Mm -hmm. then Christmas was mornings at my mom's and then like afternoon and evening at my dad's. And I actually still adhere to that yeah, because it has made my life, it makes my life easier because I don't Uh have to choose. Um, Though they still kind of try to get me to choose.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, which is frustrating. But um, so my dad, my dad did have to pay child support. Mm-hmm. And I don't know the specifics of like how, like, I know it was more or less consistent, but I do know that my mom, like if my dad didn't pay, my mom would take him to court. Uh-huh. Um, and she would.
0: And can I ask you how yeah. you knew that?
1: I just um kind of I guess gleaning information at certain uh-huh. points and also uh-huh. my mother would like when my dad would come to pick us up on the weekends my mother would kind of would stand at the door and have words with him sometimes uh-huh and I think that that mainly was about him paying child support okay and she would kind of use us to some extent, I think, as like um a bargaining chip where yeah. like she had the the power because we were in her custody at the time. And um they like they've they've always had a pretty acrimonious relationship ever since mm-hmm. they separated. Like I never saw them really talk to each other until my college graduation. And even then it was would you take a picture with Levi for us Um, or would you take a picture of us with Levi? And then the other one um, asked the same. And that was basically the extent of their, their interaction. Mm -hmm. Uh, But as kids, like they would, they would fight almost like, especially when we were really little, almost every time that my dad came to pick us up. Mm -hmm. Um, And my mother had a calendar and if if my dad did something wrong, it went on the calendar, <laughs> which I guess was like her accounting for, like, these are all the things he did when um, they went to court. Yeah. And that actually kind of became a joke. Um, so you'd asked if, and this is like skipping ahead a little bit, but you'd uh-huh. asked if, like, our, if they ever badmouthed one another. My mother would badmouth my dad. and kind Yeah. Of- still does. Uh Um, And everything she says, I I have to take with a grain of salt because sometimes it's just it might be true, but she clearly is still holding a grudge. And my dad, my dad would say stuff as of like kind of commiserating with us. Yeah. Um, so it would be more prompted by things that we said like sort of just complaining about like mom and what she's doing and just like blowing off steam like a little mm-hmm. Uh-huh. and our dad would maybe like would then say some stuff but it was never it was never really unprompted um it, it was not the same way that my mom would do it
0: how did you just laugh it off
1: Uh, I don't know that I've ever just laughed it off. I guess I just kind of grew to just acknowledge, like what she was saying. So my mom is is sort of knowing her dislike for my dad. um, And having heard her say stuff here and there, like over the Mm -hmm. years, Mm -hmm. when I was a kid, I remember being upset Mm -hmm. about something I don't know what, but we were stopped at a gas station and um, my mom said something to the effect of like, if you don't talk about it, you're going to become an alcoholic just like your father, um, which I thought was, I couldn't have been more than like seven or eight. It's like
2: mm-hmm.
1: sort of a ridiculous thing to say to a child, but um, like, I don't, I don't love it, And, but I just take it as like, I just kind of disregard it now. It's just like, okay, like, I guess it is a bit of laughing off. It's just like, all right, mom, like, sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's one of the things that stepmoms struggle with is when, um, when what happens at your household is talked badly about or looked down on or whatever, and you choose to take the high road and say nothing, you know, you want there to be. Some sort of point that you know the, that you can put on the calendar that you know that they're finally going to get it. That um, not everything that mom says is the gospel truth, and just because we don't say anything doesn't mean you know doesn't mean that
1: we're complacent. So it it never was really about. Um, so my mom has never been like seemingly happy or keen on whoever my dad is dating. It's like guilt by association, kind of. Yeah. Um, She's not really bad mouthed his partners. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, it's really more my dad and it's kind of at these like odd moments. Like at one point, um, she said something like she thought he might really truly be gay. And Mm -hmm. to me, I was just like, like, okay. Uh, That's just sort of a ridiculous thing. Um, And for whatever uh mm-hmm. so i might just kind of like not respond yeah so it's, it's yeah. never she's i wouldn't say she's tried to like turn us against him uh-huh. in that in sort of like a systemic way of like, like right a plan um but i i like yeah she's not she's certainly not warm about him uh um, yeah and she's not warm about like my dad uh My dad started having girlfriends pretty early on. Um, The first one I remember was named Jean, and she had a son. um, And I remember her being very nice, and her son was roughly, was I think about the same age as my older brother, who's two years older than me. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of fun to go, like sometimes we'd stay at her house, and it was fun to Go there because they they lived on this farm, so it was like a lots of area to play. There was a mm-hmm. a dirt bike at one point.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: playing in the loft. So that was fun. And then he met this woman named Janet uh, when I was seven, and I remember going. We went to her house. She lived in Albany. She lived in downtown Albany in this like not very nice area. We went to her house and she gave us. I'm pretty sure it was Pepsi because Pepsi was kind of her like her drink of choice, yeah, more or less. And she gave it to us in these glasses that had like a tiny little stem. And for me, I thought it was like the fanciest, greatest thing I've ever, (laughs) like ever that had ever happened. And she recounted that story, and she was like, "You were so taken with getting this, this like." stemware and she's like but that's that's all i had Uh, that's all you could get um but he so he he they eventually moved in together and i my brothers didn't give her a hard time but i did Uh i kind of did the like you're not my mom thing Uh maybe not as like aggressive as exactly like saying it but definitely like giving off that feeling and being kind of like resistant to her but she she was with my dad until I was 16 Mm -hmm. and for years I just referred to her as my stepmom she never they never actually got married by virtue of being around during very formative years like she definitely was a stepmom yeah it wasn't legal like legally recognized in that way
0: do you still stay in touch with her
1: I haven't been in touch with her Uh, Mm -hmm. I haven't seen her in a long time yeah she's kind of like she's had her own like substance abuse issues and um just kind of fell out of contact but right like I still think fondly of her
0: and has your dad repartnered
1: yeah so my dad uh my dad had another girl a girlfriend after that um who was A little crazy. She was a nice woman though. She when they broke up, she called me and left a voicemail saying that like if I ever needed anything to reach out to her. Uh But she was like, they weren't together very long. And um that was incredibly nice of her and very kind, but I didn't have a close relationship with her, like I've had with Janet. Um and then he, Uh he met another woman and he is married to her now they got married in 2007. So I was 26 at the time. And I, I really like her. She's pretty down to earth. Uh, I have a, I was saying to uh, my friend last night that because I was thinking about this and discussing and she um, so I've, my older brother has lived upstate near them, and has had more dealings with them. So has had like maybe a little more uh, of a contentious moments of contention. Um, And then my younger brother lived with my dad and stepmom for a little bit a few years back. And with that, they, they also had like moments of contention, but because I have always lived down in New York City and they're like about two hours north of here in Hudson, We've had a pretty nice relationship.
0: Right. Because the distance probably gives a nice buffer.
1: Yes, for sure. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: So at this, uh, it's nice to hear my younger brother was telling me that she told him that she wishes that I would uh, get out of New York. Or leave New York during COVID and go stay Uh up with them, which is very nice, but I I want my own space and could never do that.
0: <laughs> that's nice, though, that she's thinking of you and, it's you know, about you. That's nice.
1: I, I really like her. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that she's, she's there with my dad.
0: Does she have any children? Did you get any step siblings out of the deal?
1: Yes. So she has one son who is, I think, between me and my younger brother in age. So we're Mm -hmm. like a year apart. Mm -hmm. I don't really know him too well because they, like, I was already living in New York. Yeah. um, And not really upstate too often. So I, I know him. I've spent time with him like holidays. I like his wife. Um, He has two kids, but I would say he has a personality that doesn't necessarily gel with mine.
0: Mm -hmm. Not friendship material
1: yeah if i was to meet him and have no connection i would probably be like there's that guy yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. but
0: yeah i have two i have two step siblings that i actually forget i have sometimes <laughs> it's so <laughs> weird
1: <laughs> yeah yeah Our our politics are also very very different so oh, uh,
0: yeah the big one too
1: That is a big one, but that is actually, I talked to my dad and my stepmom quite a bit about like politics and just sort of like what's going on in current events. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: I think the last time I went to like Thanksgiving at their house, my stepmom was like, please don't, please don't bring any of this stuff up, which is not typically a thing that we discuss anyway at family gatherings. So Mm -hmm. it was not going to come up. Mm -hmm but also I don't want to be, I don't want it to turn into like the real housewives Mm -hmm. where it's like we're having a a get together. Let's, let's be dramatic.
0: That to me, that's tricky because um, to not talk about that almost feels like to me that they're asking you to just, you know, hide a part of yourself. So Mm -hmm. it's like, how do you have a relationship when something that is That is so current and so important not a topic that you can share with each other so that's a hard one for me
1: I'm not hiding who I am Mm -hmm. Uh, and I will be vocal about that but I would do it in such a way that it's not inflammatory Mm -hmm. like knowing how to talk about something and I I said to my dad uh I was like you know I I don't understand how he can follow this person or believe this stuff and my dad gave a like replied that you know he like my stepbrother's dealing with this and he deals with this so that is kind of informing his politics his, yeah his political stances
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that when you get to that point like I can stop and understand that stuff for mm-hmm. as much as I still vehemently disagree with it Mm-hmm. At least understanding like where they're coming from. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I don't know that this stuff is necessarily related to step families. It's just it's just a connection issue with each of us. but um, but I think maybe you know in step families it could be maybe feel exaggerated. I don't know.
1: I think with families it can just feel exaggerated. Because, like, we're, like yeah. we're stuck with each other to some extent. Yeah. Well, there's, like, your chosen family and the family you're born into.
2: Yeah. Right?
1: So my brothers and I will always be linked no matter what. My, like, I will be linked with my uh, stepbrother no matter what. Um, mm-hmm. I have a link with Janet, my dad's mm-hmm. ex. And she mm-hmm. has two. she has two daughters. And so there's, there's something that will kind of always be there, even though Mm -hmm. it's like not a biological thing. And even if it is a biological thing, as far as my brothers are concerned, like we might not get along together, but we're still linked no matter what.
0: So Janet had two girls. Did, did you grow up alongside them when you would
1: visit? I I was actually thinking about this last night is, uh, Something curious about Janet is that, Uh so she, um, her parents were divorced. She had a stepmom who kind of took her dad away from her to some extent. Mm -hmm. Um, And I got to meet the woman and she was a character. Um, And then Janet herself uh, had other stepkids and so meeting me and having me be like, you're not my mom, was like the least, probably the least problematic stepchild relationship she ever had. But she she had one stepdaughter who would like fight her physically. Wow. Um, so Janet had two daughters, one who was an adult um, and living in New York City. So we saw her like a couple times. And then she had another daughter who lived with her father. So we didn't we never really saw them very much. But it was kind of fun when they came around because like I always sort of wanted a sister, sort of romanticizing probably the idea, two brothers, but yeah, they were um they were fun. I liked them when they would go around, kind of add a little variety.
0: Uh-huh.
1: They weren't around much.
0: Yeah. So it was kind of maybe like having a cousin visit
1: or something. Yes, that's a good way to describe it, actually.
0: Do you still see them or keep up with them at all?
1: No, no, not yeah. at all. Yeah.
0: So um, that that link that you said that you'll always have to them, you think it was just that shared history and that that moment in time that is special in a way?
1: Yes, I think that it's like, you know, at one point we were essentially family, even mm-hmm. though like again, legally we weren't. but mm-hmm. there was this thing like if I saw if I saw them, I would certainly say hello and talk to them.
0: Yeah. This is interesting and a perspective I've never really thought about is the concept of family being fluid that you can that there's an ebb and flow to who your family is and that the transition is okay and it's not it's not good or bad. it's just what is maybe.
1: Yeah, I have, I come from um, a very large, my, my mom's family, my mom is one of eight. She, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm one of 23 grandkids. Wow. And then I have like 11, and maybe there's actually more at this point, but there's like 11 first cousins once removed. Mm -hmm. So
0: Family.
1: Yeah. Uh, And that's, and then, you know, we have family out in Colorado where my mom's parents came from. Um, Years and years ago, we, my great grandfather came from Slovakia. Mm -hmm. And with his brother, his brother ended up going back. And because of um, like the Cold War and just the Iron Curtain, whatnot. Mm -hmm. Uh, it wasn't until the 90s that family in Slovakia reached out to family in um, Denver and they ended up like reconnecting Mm -hmm. and I actually my cousin and I went out to Slovakia for a month and spent time with them yeah so I think that so back to the kind of it's 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 a there's there's some stuff that is kind of always a constant right yeah you have this connection and that is essentially what we as people are constantly looking for so you either make it or you you like are born with it Mm -hmm. but either way it can be family i feel like i'm getting very mushy here
0: oh that's okay go for it
1: That is not my typical uh,
0: my, my typical mood. No, that's all right. I mean, these are. I think this topic in particular is one that we really don't slow down to think about. But and I've only become fascinated with it since becoming a stepmom and going, oh wow, wait, that happened and that happened and it's just it's it's one of those things that we move past and but it actually really informs who we become as adults. I
1: think because I am gay. Um, and chosen family is a really big thing for like LGBTQ people, mm-hmm. As maybe like chosen family is important for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. But LGBT people, um, potentially faced being ostracized by their family mm-hmm. and thrown away. Um, so they, they also had to create families yeah so that still kind of remains a theme for a lot of people and so that is something that I definitely think about I have two friends who I've known 20 plus years they're essentially my sisters Uh the same as I would say like their families are also like I've I've been such a constant in their lives that like their family members all know me more or less Mm -hmm. my family knows them so it's it kind of it just becomes family Uh
2: uh-huh yeah
0: i get that
1: so i'll also say my uh like back to the step-parent thing Mm my mom my mom eventually started dating um she met a guy Uh, named Monty, who became my stepdad. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was interesting because he he's kind of the opposite to some extent of my dad in that in like interests. So my dad is more like sports and let's go hunting, fishing, camping, like stuff along those lines. Mm -hmm. And my stepfather was more like kind of techie kind of nerdy like he was into star wars and star trek which Mm -hmm. was something i was very much into yeah so when he like when he started coming around that was definitely an appeal for me was Mm -hmm. to have somebody who like had this interest and could kind of talk about it because outside of that like that didn't exist in my family like, my mm-hmm. dad, when I was younger would Sundays was like football or something. yeah and I would go upstairs to watch TV like on my own. And at one point my dad, I remember him saying like I wish you would stay down here and like hang out with us and it's like, yeah, I get that, but also I have no interest in this stuff and you know that. Mm-hmm. So I kind of almost wish you wouldn't say that to me because it's a little bit guilty.
0: Right. Yeah, it, it has, it almost has a deeper meaning than I want to be with you. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, I know you want to spend time, but also, I'm sorry, this is just not, you You yeah. know that this is not a thing that pulled my attention. So,
0: so then your stepdad comes along, and you, you have the potential to be seen by a male figure, which is a pretty big deal. And a good thing.
1: Yeah. I, I guess I'd, I never really thought of it that way. It was it was more like, it's like, oh, yay. Now somebody that has like a similar interest and just a, a thing that like he can kind of talk to me about. Mm-hmm. Um, but my stepdad, my stepdad didn't have any kids. Him moving in with us with three adolescent boys and a dog, I think was a bit of a culture shock for him.
0: <laughs> You're probably right.
1: And had a bit of a learning curve, which continued on for like a number of years, even after and when he first moved in with us, we lived in uh, like a two bedroom townhouse so it was a pretty, a pretty tight fit for five people and a dog, mm-hmm. we eventually moved into a larger house the house that um, he and my mom still live in. And I think that made things a little bit easier but there were still times where he would get like frustrated at us being like loud or kind of joking like i remember one time Mm -hmm. my younger brother and i and i think this was summer vacation so we were up late and we were just just kind of goofing around and he was in his office working on something and he came out and he was i think annoyed and uh my brother kind of kept kind of like just kept going a little bit and my stepfather was like that's it you're grounded you're grounded for a month you're grounded for like two months we were just sort of like okay and so our mom was the ultimate like decider in this like, (laughs) and she was just sort of like like kind of like don't worry about it like I'll talk to him so he he was never like the disciplinarian um, and like he's not my dad, but he has definitely become like a parental figure to some extent, a parent in ways of like financially supporting us. And so I do like I send him a, a Father's Day card or call him on Father's Day. You know I uh, thinking of how it worked with my dad, like my dad and Janet, Um, Mm -hmm. my dad was definitely more of the, I think it, it generally kind of existed where my dad was a bit of the disciplinarian, like Janet Mm -hmm. might reprimand us for something and that, you know, she, she was around when we were younger, like my father, my mom and Monty didn't meet until I was in probably like eighth grade or something like that. So it was a little easier to have that role, I think for, for like under for kids under 10 yeah. than it was for like Older kids. preteens, teenagers.
0: You know, the, the thing that I can attest to, as you were telling that story, I was just thinking about the stimuli of any given day in a household with kids. When it's your own kid, it's like your brain adapts to it and the stimuli is tolerable. When it's somebody else's kid, it is so overwhelming. And so I can totally imagine like your stepdad losing his yeah. mind at that moment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well he also he lived with when my mom and when he met my mom, uh he had his own house. He lived with another adult. They so I think he had a, a pretty quiet life. Yeah. And that's where it's like he then moved in with us and it was like boom.
0: Yeah, a lot.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'll bet
1: but i think his personality too is pretty it's on the easygoing side and it's pretty like just kind of like okay
0: it sounds like you've had a successful experience on both sides with with your parents repartnering
1: yeah so that's one. would thing you say that, so yes and that's where when i earlier i was like you know i don't really have like i don't have this crazy tale um i was talking to a uh-huh. friend of mine there's this my friend and i were doing this thing it's um there's 36 questions that lead to love
2: mm-hmm.
1: and we were just kind of doing it like we're not we're just like good friends um so we we're just doing it for fun and there was one that was um like what are you something about being grateful
2: mm-hmm.
1: and i actually said like my stepparent situation because I have a very good friend who had a really bad experience mm-hmm. um, with her stepdad, and I knew people I went to high school with who also had bad experiences with their step parents. And you know, to mm-hmm. some extent, as teenagers, I don't know if that was like just a teenage thing,
2: because
1: mm-hmm. um, I didn't know them as well as like I know my other friend who I know explicitly like the stuff that happened between her and her stepdad so when i look at it i'm like i i count my blessings yeah
0: yeah there are people out there having horrible experiences and and um that's one of the things that i'm grateful for too i mean things aren't perfect by any means but at the end of every day, we're good people with good intentions, and, and we're not out to do any harm. And and sometimes that's just, that's got to be enough.
1: I think that, you know, you, you try, you show up. I'm yeah. not sure what else can be expected. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and we're just, you know, we're just a bunch of humans living under the same roof and... <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> trying like to coexist easily.
0: Yeah. Yeah, just trying to to come out on the other side okay. Um
1: can I flip it on to you and just ask? Sure. Um so you're you're a stepchild too, right? Yes. So do you take anything from your experiences and apply it to your stepchild?
0: Um that is so hard because I think we're of such different eras now that yeah. that it doesn't even apply. It doesn't, um, you know, it doesn't translate well. Okay. I think that some of the times when I get frustrated about his unwillingness to help around the house or, or a, a sense of entitlement upon arrival, that frustrates me because you know, in my family in in both households, we were expected to wash the dishes and do chores and that sort of thing. So those are the times that I kind of compare scenarios and go, wait, am I frustrated for, for a good reason here? And, and so I'll kind of compare back. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was totally okay for kids to get off the couch and do some dishes. Definitely. But um, one of the things that that stepmoms have in common is when things get hard you know it's totally normal to want to vent about your own children and everybody knows that you still love them and you're a good person and, and you're just frustrated and you need to vent if you vent about a stepchild it's like all these alarm bells go off and people get really uncomfortable with that and they say things like well you knew what you were getting into when you married so just suck it up buttercup and oh, that's um, a terrible
2: but, reaction.
0: Oh, but it it's so it's so common, and so the reason that I love hearing stories like yours is um, it it takes the um, it takes the wind out of that in a way it takes the power away from that statement because you know just like anything, living in a step family is complex. Um, there's no blanket answer. There's nuances and know it's it's just a much richer experience than suck it up buttercup and so that's (laughs) why I need these stories and I think that's why other people benefit from them too even if you don't have a big trauma to share or some crazy you know story to tell it's it's all good and it's all healing
1: yeah I would uh, I would just say or I would add to that it's like all family situations are complex like my I think of my mom having this large family. Um, Even though her her parents were married, uh, like remained married, she has a very contentious relationship with some of her siblings, Mm -hmm. and almost the the way that their parents were set them up for that. So regardless of if it's step parents or not, complexity abounds.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's so true. That is so, so true. Yeah. Well, is there anything that you want to add before we wrap up?
1: I'm like, what do you wish would have happened differently? I'm like looking at the last question there. And uh like looking back on it all. You know, I had wanted my dad to remain with Janet. I think because I was invested in her and really liked her, but that didn't happen, and things worked out pretty well regardless. So I would not have changed anything, I guess.
0: Yeah, I have little fantasies about like what could have been different, but if I really had a chance to go back and change anything, I probably wouldn't.
1: Yeah, (laughs) you know it, it it has made me who I am today, or has been part of making me who I am. So so I'll take it and I will count my blessings
0: yeah yeah me too same here thank you for this I appreciate it yeah thank you okay take care Enjoy
1: the rest of your day bye you too bye